Hello Anchor, hello the rest of the world. My name is Rod Brown. Uh, this is my first ever podcast or any other public thing. I'm not very adept to social media. Uh, I was introduced to Anchor by watching an episode of The Breakfast Club with Gary V. He talked about Anchor and uh, I downloaded the app. Uh, like many of you here on Anchor, uh, he's what brought you to this. Uh, so I'd like to thank Gary V for uh, inspiring me to get off Facebook and get to work. Uh, as we get to know each other over these next few episodes and I uh, really get to connect, I hope to see uh, where this leads. Uh, the whole purpose of me getting into this later is I have some ideas that I wanted to share with the world. And I really don't really know how to get them out. So I figured this might be the best way possible for me to get my ideas out, share with the rest of the world, hear what you have to think, maybe collaborate, you know, get outside of this little small box that I'm stuck in that I call my life and really get to explore the world and uh, see if my ideas can help somebody else make their dreams come true. A little about me, I'm a military kid. I grew up traveling uh, around the world I got to see many different places living with my father. Uh, To this day, he is and will always be my hero. Growing up in the 80s and traveling around the world, I don't know if it was just something I learned because I travel or every student in the 80s was told that they will change the future, that they have the power to do something to change this world for the better. I really took that to heart. Those That's one of the things I say that really stuck with me throughout the years. I always felt that I could do something. I could be one of the ones that changed the world. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't just me who came away in my generation thinking that. Pretty sure a lot of us did. With the cartoons and things that we watched on TV, Captain Save. Captain Planet and things of that nature. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one that came away with that. It was very important in my childhood, and that's something I strive to do. What I've come up with is a. It's not really an original thought of mine. The only thing I would say that was original that I added to the pot is the scale in which I want to implement it and the combination of things I want to implement. And that would be uh, to end world hunger and I want to do it I want to do it through the process of aquaponics and hydroponics which is a way of growing food without water which tends to yield a 30% bigger yield and up to 25% faster and it also saves on water because of the less evaporation And I think that's not nothing new. You've heard of these things before. But I feel that that's a very affordable way to address world hunger. Just some brief stats on world hunger. I'm not going to get too deep in it. But I just want to give you an overall view of uh, how I'm looking at it. Uh, I got 12.9% of the world or approximately 815 million people suffer from uh, what's known as 
food insecurity, but you know, let's be real, it's people who don't have enough food. So they're, they're suffering from world hunger, but in the study it says food insecurity. And that's something I can go with. I'm not opposed to terms. But 815 million people worldwide, right? So that's, how does that affect America? Supposed to be one of the best nations in the world. Well, that's 41.2 million Americans, right? Or roughly, you know, uh, 1.8 homes, one out of eight of us, you know, in America that suffer from food insecurity or world hunger. I also got that 98% are from developing countries, right? 60% are women, 3.1 million are kids, and this is a, a stat that, you know, really hurts reading it, but it says 45% of kids under the age of five die from hunger. 45% of kids under five that die, die from hunger. And now that's, that is, that is a lot, you know? That is really a lot. Okay, so how I wanted to address it with aquaponics. Aquaponics is using farmed fish as supplies that that will it use the farm fish to supply nutrients to plants growing hydroponically. It grows fish and plants together in like a balanced ecosystem that provides you both fish and fruits and vegetables that are grown for a meal. Now, I would like to see this done on a scale such as, you know, in our neighborhood ponds and lakes where we already have fish, we can implement aquaponics things with food growing on top of those lakes and those ponds locally and have the fish that's in them create the ecosystem to keep it balanced. And we take fish out of it just enough to keep the system balanced to grow the food. I think it's very reasonable to do it that way, low cost, and easier to provide food to the local grocery stores and the, and other distribution supplies for, you know, people to eat. Now, although aquaponics is great, I really feel the crux of this plan will be the hydroponics version of it. Because you don't need a bigger area to grow fish and stuff like that for that. For that reason alone, I think it will be more easy to implement throughout the places because you only need the water. Now, what I like about hydroponics is it can be grown anywhere. Churches, individual houses, grocery stores, schools. It can be, it can be used anywhere. You just need very few materials, the light, the infrastructure you need for the to maintain the food but yeah it could be done very affordable 
and like I said, it, it's an easier way to get food to the people because they can do it in their houses. You can have a neighborhood growth center. You can do it at the schools, the churches, right there in the local community, which eliminates the transportation costs. You know, you just set it up locally. Now, to implement this locally, I would like to see it done starting at the school level. You know, K through 12 in America or anywhere throughout the world where we set it up and teach kids how to grow food from a very early age. Now, getting them does a couple of things. And I can't name them all because this is not what this is about. But a couple of things that is one, it teaches them how to grow food to be sustainable and to live on their own. Two, it promotes them to eat healthier, which will reduce medical costs later because they're growing the food, they're more likely to eat the food that they grow. It also addresses food insecurity because those kids get to grow the food and take it home to feed their families. And as we start growing on a big enough scale, we can use those, the food that they grow not only to send them home with the kids, but also to use during the school lunches. So feeding the kids while they're there, along with snacks. And then if we grow to a big enough scale, we can sell those fruits and vegetables that we grow to your local grocery stores and they can sell it to the community at a reduced price so the school can make a profit that way as well. It becomes a very sustainable thing to grow the food where the people are instead of having to transport. If you grow the food where the people are, you save more money because you're not losing as much of the food in transportation and waste. You don't have to pay all the extra money in transportation so it saves you costs. And the food is fresher and riper, sweeter when you get it. And we can keep all those prices down and pass it on to the consumer. And also fight food insecurity in America, but not only in America, throughout the world this plan will work anywhere where you have access to water. Eventually, I would like for grocery stores to build vertically, you know, five, six stories and have just the first floor for the customers where they come and buy their groceries like we do now. Then the other four or five stories be a vertical farm where they're growing food indoors, you know, set up to use both you know, indoor lights and natural lighting from the sun to grow these foods where they produce it upstairs and sell it downstairs. Now, I got this idea, you know, growing up from the 80s. And this is the exact thing they use in New Jack City. I, they did it with drugs. I don't see why we can't do it with food. You know, grow it upstairs, sell it downstairs. I think it'd be perfect for every grocery store and community to be able to grow their food upstairs and sell it downstairs. Again, that eliminates cost on transportation, able to keep the food down, able to know where your food is coming from. I, I think that'd be great. So I know this podcast has been kind of all over the place, but to recap, what I really want to do is implement a beginning agriculture, a beginning agricultural farmers in the local schools by teaching students K-12 how to grow 
and harvest food. Uh, to address food insecurities in the local community by increasing yields in those communities, such as in schools, churches, having vertical farms on top of grocery stores, and also having in-home hydroponics farms just to help feed, everybody can feed their family, at least anywhere in the world that has access to running water. Uh, that's how I want to approach it starting now. Uh, feel free to tell me what you think, ways that we can implement it, well, ways that we can improve on this idea. Uh, I would really like to let, I would really like to know where you guys stand on this. All right, look forward to hearing from you. Rob Brown signing out. Bye.